the leaders of the movement. And that hasn't stopped. There's always persecution of leaders. And when people have this, this desire to be a leader, they feel in their heart they have a desire to, to be a leader, it has to be, uh, it better be of God. Because otherwise, you won't have that boldness in the face of opposition. It's better be of God because it's hurtful. And you need to be strong in, in opposition through the Ruach HaKodesh. And, um, and also what happened um, in chapter 4 was there was a miracle a miracle that took place, the healing, the healing of, of the man um, who, was, who was a very sick man, and he was sick for about 40 years. And Peter and John, Kefir and Yochanan, they just prayed for, they prayed for him, and um, all of a sudden... Um, he got healed. This is after 40 years. He got healed. And what was happening is the message of God was spreading, spreading like wildfire because they saw that, that sign and they knew that it was God. So this is all through the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit of God. And someone asked me last night, someone had said to me, what if you just don't feel the Holy Spirit? You don't feel the Ruach HaKodesh. You know what? It's not about feeling. It's not about feeling. It's about knowing the Word of God. And when you receive the Messiah, when you ask the Messiah into your heart, you Get the Holy Spirit of God, the Ruach HaKodesh, and he fills you. And we all have to know that we have that Ruach HaKodesh who lives within us. And the gifts and talents that we have. Everyone has a different gift and a different talent. And, and what we have, we have not because of us. We have because God has given it to us as a gift to use it for his kingdom. Okay, so now we're on to, now we're on to chapter 5. And if we read in chapter 5, beginning at verse 1, on the other, on the other hand, and by the way, whenever you start a chapter and, and then it says, therefore, or on the other hand, it's always wise to go back to see the last paragraph before so you, so you remember what they're talking about. So I'm going to read um, four, Acts 4, verse 36 first. It says, now Joseph, also called Barnabas by the emissaries, the Shalachim, which is translated son of encouragement, was a Levite and native of Cyprus. He sold a field that he owned and brought the money and laid it at the feet of the emissaries. Okay, then on now 5 verse 1. On the other hand, a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, sold a property. He kept back. He kept back, and I like to 
underline that he kept back some of the proceeds with his wife's full knowledge and brought part of it and set it at the feet of the emissaries. But Peter, or Kefer, Kefer said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Ruach HaKodesh and keep back part of the proceeds of the land? He knew it. The Ruach HaKodesh, who is in Kefer, Peter, the Ruach HaKodesh told him that he was holding, that, that Ananias was holding it back. And Ananias lied to the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to explain that in, in a minute. But what, what, Ananias, what Ananias did is he lied to the people and everyone was supposed to bring what they had and then, sh and then share it. And, um, but while it remained unsold, it wasn't your... It, it, while it remained unsold, it was your own, wasn't it? And after it was sold, wasn't it at your disposal? Well, how did this deed of lying to the Ruach HaKodesh Get into your heart. You haven't lied to men, but to God. Lying to God. And as soon as he heard these words, Ananias fell down and died, and great fear came upon all who heard about it. The young men got up and wrapped him in a shroud, then carried him out and buried him. And remember, the... The only sin, according to, according to the word of God, the only sin that is not forgivable is blaspheming the Ruach HaKodesh. So, many people try to figure out what is actually blaspheming the Ruach HaKodesh. Well, blaspheming the Ruach HaKodesh is lying to the Ruach HaKodesh. But what does lying to the Ruach HaKodesh mean? It means what God is telling you to do and you don't do it and you lie about it, then you, with a rebellious heart, you are lying to the Holy Spirit. You are lying to the Ruach HaKodesh. And then when you go down to your grave, when you go down to your grave and you have not believed what the Holy Spirit has told you, and, and let's say the Holy Spirit has told you who Yeshua is and who, who the Messiah is, that it's Yeshua, and if you go down to your grave without believing that, then that is considered blasphemy. And there's death. You must believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. And you may be sitting here today and you may not believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. Well, 
if you don't believe he's the Messiah, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean you're going to go down to your grave. It means that that God has called you here. He's called you here for a time such as this to hear the word of God and to look it up and to think about it and pray about it and say, God, if this is true, show me. And God will speak to you and he will show you. But if God shows you and over and over and over again, because he will show you over and over and over again, because he loves us all and he doesn't want one of us to perish. And if he shows us over and over and over and years go by and then that your appointed time comes to go down to your grave, then there, there's, there's, Two types, of, uh, two types of death. And it says that in the book of Daniel. You either go to everlasting life or you go to everlasting contempt. It's, and people, a lot of times people say, well, that, that, that's, not a, that's not a very Jewish thing to believe. Well, it's not, it, it is a very Jewish thing. Da Daniel was a, very Jewish, was a very Jewish prophet. As a matter of fact, that's why he got in so much trouble because he prayed the three times a day. He prayed um, the shacharit, the the, min, the mincha, and the ma'ariv service, and and he prayed only to God. He would not pray. He he would not pray to um, whoever was in charge at at that time. He wouldn't pray to an idol. He prayed only to God, and. He got in trouble, but God, as we all know the story, God saved him. So, in, and that whole idea, that whole idea of putting the thing, uh, putting what you get and sharing everything, that was actually the beginning of, and it, it's not really spoken about too much anymore, and it really wasn't spoken about later on in the book of Acts. But it is, it's the beginning of a kibbutz. Now, how many of you have been to Israel? Raise your hand. Okay, a good, good number of you. good number of you have been to, have been to Israel. And um, in Israel, the, the, the kibbutz, there's um, a kibbutz called um, Yad HaShemona, which means Hand of the Eight. And they, what they even still do today in the kibbutz is they all live together in different areas in the, in, or on the kibbutz. And whatever they do, they bring it and they share and, and, they, sh and they share it equally. And that's kibbutz living. That's, um, and obviously, as we know, that's not most of Israel, but that is, that is kibbutz living. So Ananias and, Saph and Sapphira, they gave a false report and lied to the people, to the Ruach HaKodesh, and that's speaking lies. Now think about it. Many times people speak lies 
because they want false, they, they want false gain. So what are modern day examples, modern day examples of lying to the Holy, to the Holy Spirit? How can we do that in our li- How can we do that in our lives? Wow. Oh, how can we lie to the Holy? in our lives not that we want to but how can we evaluate our behavior and see sometimes if we are lying to the Holy Spirit now how many of you have prayed at different times in your life Lord I surrender all to you raise your hand okay Almost everyone, almost everyone has raised his hand. Now, the question is, how many of you, you want to really surrender yourself? One of the examples of lying to the Holy Spirit is when you say, Lord, I want to surrender to you, I want to trust you, and... um, and now I'm in, I, I go to synagogue and I'm going to tithe all the time and then you don't tithe. Instead of giving, it's what Ananias and Sapphira did. Instead of giving their tithe, they give maybe only 10% or 20% or maybe they're angry with someone in the synagogue and so they don't give anything. That is lying to the Holy Spirit, because if you've said to the Lord, I've, I want to, I surrender, you say, I surrender, I surrender all of myself, and as Robert, my friend, Rabbi Robert Solomon, always used to say, he, he would always say, yeah, people surrender themselves, they surrender their head, they re- surrender their face, their mouth, their arms, their chest, they, they, they surrender everything, then they get up to their waist, and then they jump over their wallet <laughs> and then keep on surrendering the rest. And that's, you know what? And, and, and that's true. We have to surrender every, we have to surrender everything. Now, um, another way Another way that people lie to the Holy Spirit in, in their lives today is they tell God they want to follow everything and they want to love God and follow, and follow his word. But how many people, and I'm not asking you, I'm just saying it as, as just a, a statement, how many people actually really want to follow the word of God because if you want to follow the word of God and if you're holding on to a grudge or you don't like someone because 
of their color or because of their faith or you don't like them because of how they look then if that's happening to you you're you're being if you're being prejudiced or as we experience many times many people uh, anti-semitism is on is on the rise today just just for no other reason but because we we're, we're Jewish for no other reason and um yeah so so you're lying to the Holy Spirit when you say, no, Lord, I want to love my neighbor as I love myself. I'm not, talk I'm not talking about um, not liking someone because of what they do or, or you don't get along with someone, you have arguments all the time. I'm not, saying, I'm not speaking about that, but I'm speaking about just because just because of their their color or their gender or their or, or, or their or their faith, and um, another thing is telling your neighbor or friend or leader that you love them, but you act worse than an enemy to them. Think about that. Think about that. Just think about sometimes how you, you are with, with your parents. And, and the children are all out. But th just think about it. And, and we say um, every Yom Kippur, for the sin which I committed when I was disobedient to my parents and teachers. And we ask that for forgiveness, but do we really want that forgiveness because we, uh, do we get into a mode of that we like to dislike someone or we like, or we like to, we like to speak negative about someone? I mean, there are many people, many people, um, you know, it's happening all over the news today where um, people are condemned without due process. People are condemned. We see it on the news. We see it in the government. We see it um, all, all over. We, and then, and then we act the same, we act the same way when we believe false rumors and lies, we, um, we believe things because for some reason, people like to believe the negative as opposed to believing the positive. Do you know that if someone, let's say you, Silas, let's say you prayed for someone and there was a miracle happened an amazing miracle that it was that God just did this this amazing this amazing sign and wonder it's people when it when it starts getting spread around people would spread something enjoy spreading something negative 
rather than than enjoy spreading something positive. It takes a long time to get the positive things out. That's part of human nature, and it's not a good part of human nature, but that's also lying to the Holy Spirit if you say, Lord, I want you, I want to give you all of me, I want to surrender, I want to love you with all my heart, soul, and strength. So, um, and and then here's another thing that, that as leaders we find out a lot of times, um, we disciple people, people want to be discipled and we say and we say now I'm going to be investing time and this is any leader I'm going to be investing time to disciple you do you really want to be do you really truly want to be discipled and then all of a sudden one day you correct the person and that's it then you never see them again <laughs> And unfortunately, this happens. So the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm saying this is because I really thought about all of these things when I really thought about all these things when I read Acts, Acts 5. But one of the beautiful things is that with the Ruach HaKodesh, we, we read in, in um, 5.12, beginning at 12. Meanwhile, through the hands of the emissaries, many signs and wonders were happening among the people. Now think about that. How many people here want to see signs and wonders? Raise your hand. Praise the Lord. How many really believe that you are going to see signs and wonders in these last days? Praise the Lord. And it's all about the Ruach HaKodesh. And we need to get excited about the Ruach HaKodesh. And then they were all together in Solomon's portico, but no one else dared to join them, though the people continued to think highly of them. The people can continued to think highly of them, those prisoners. Why? Because it wasn't about them. They were thinking highly about God in them, the Ruach HaKodesh, who's showing himself in people. And each and every one of us here need to be a vessel for the Ruach HaKodesh. Just think about it. We don't have... We don't have a tabernacle today in the wilderness. We don't have a rebuilt temple in Jerusalem yet. There will be soon. But what we do have is a body. We are a vessel for the Holy Spirit. The Ruach HaKodesh is living through us. And we have to be prepared Strong, strong in these last days. We need to be strong. And, and um, Angel, like you've been to those retreats and you see how, how the teenagers go there 
and they come back so filled up and so ready to go out and to conquer the world with the Ruach HaKodesh. Because it's great. It's life-changing. It's life-changing. And God wants us to change the world. Not through us, because we can't do it, but through the Ruach HaKodesh who lives within us. And they grabbed the emissaries and put them in a public jail. This is verse 18. But during the night, an angel of Adonai opened the prison doors, leading them out. He said, go stand in the temple and speak to the people the whole message about this life. Now when they heard that, they entered the temple at daybreak and began teaching. When the Kohen Gadol and those with him arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, even the council of elders of B'nai Israel, and sent to the prison to have the prisoners brought in. When the officers came, they did not find them in prison. So they returned and reported, saying, we found the prison locked with maximum security guards. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what happened? The prison doors were locked. Maximum security. Oh my gosh, where are they? What happened? How did they get out? How did it, there's maximum security. How did it happen? Where are they? And then somebody comes and says, they're in the middle of the temple and they're teaching. <laughs> How did that happen? Think about a situation you may be in, an impossible situation. Think about it. How can we get out of it? God. God. We have to realize the power of God, how he wants to deliver us from whatever situation we are in. He wants to bless us. He loves us. And then, verse 29, Peter and the emissaries replied, because they said, they said just before that, he said, we gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching. You intend to bring on us the blood of this man. Because he spoke about Yeshua. And Peter and the emissaries said, replied, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Yeshua, whom you seized and had crucified. This one God exalted at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and removal of sins. Now when they heard this, they became enraged and wanted to kill them. But a certain Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the Torah respected by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and gave orders to put the men outside for a little while. Then he said to them, Men of Israel, be careful what you're about to do with these men. For some time ago, and he talks about this one Thutis who rose up claiming to be someone, and people followed, followed him. 
but he was killed and all who followed him were scattered to nothing. After this, another one, Judah the, the Galilean rose up in the days of the census and got people to follow him. He also perished and all who followed him were scattered. And then he says, Gamaliel says, for if this plan or undertaking is of men, it will come to an end. But if it is of God, you will not be able to stop them. You might even be found fighting against God. And if you have the Ruach HaKodesh in you, and God is speaking to you, do what God says. Trust in God. Do not fight against God. He's raising us up at a time like this to make changes to be powerful in him. They took his advice, called in the emissaries, flogged them, and ordered them not to continue speaking in the name of Yeshua and let them go. And they left the presence of the Sanhedrin rejoicing that they were considered worthy to be dishonored in account of his name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming Yeshua as the Messiah. To conclude, people want to be close to the Ruach HaKodesh. How many people want to go wherever they experience the Ruach HaKodesh? Boy, we all, we all do. And the Ruach HaKodesh lives in every one of us. And every one of us could have people coming to us, not for us, but because they say, I just experienced God in you, and I want to have what you have. Remember, we're coming to the days, these last days, we're coming to the days of Zechariah 8.23, where they're going to say, I want to touch, I want to hold your seat seat, because I experienced God is with you. And we have that option today to choose that. And all it is, is getting our life in order with the Word of God. And we have to remember that, again, political correctness is not the Scripture. Be careful in your everyday life not to do things just because you want to please someone or you want to please an organization or a country. We need to, wherever we are, we need to follow and bless our country. We live here in America, we need to follow and bless America and pray for America. But we don't have to do things that are against the word of God. We choose, as Joshua says, we choose to follow God. Me and my household shall follow Adonai, Hashem, the God of all creation. Hallelujah. And just like in, in, in Acts chapter 5 to conclude, there were signs and wonders, and we need to go around expecting signs and wonders. 
in our everyday life. And we need to expect that it's time for us to surrender, really surrender everything, everything to Him. And it's a time, and the reason why there was so much power in the book of Acts is because they were in unity. And it's time to continue in unity. And, we, and then, no matter what we go through, no matter what tough times, it could be financial tough times, health tough times, no matter what, we must continue to share the message of who Yeshua is. We must tell people all the time. And we have to be such a witness. And remember, just like what happened to them, Kefir and Yochanan, they were thrown into prison, they were persecuted. But God made it so they were in the middle of the temple sharing the message. Remember, through persecution, the message will go forward. And bottom line is, Hashem's will, no matter what, shall be done. It is done, and we can say amen and amen. Hallelujah. Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we come before you, and Lord God, we all desire to surrender to you. Look into our hearts, O Lord God, and help each and every one of us truly surrender it all to you. Lord, we just love you and we thank you. And we ask, Lord God, that we can be true vessels of the Ruach HaKodesh and let your spirit come forth in our everyday life and let us make decisions that glorify you. We thank you, Lord God. In Yeshua's name we pray. Shabbat Shalom and Shavuot Tov. And have a great week.